Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. The head of the terrorist snake is Iran. In his booklet, The King of the South, Philadelphia Church of God, Pastor General Gerald Flurry exposes how Iran's rise is really the fault of America, Britain, and even the Jews primarily. These three strong nations that have had every opportunity to shut down Iran and confront Islamic extremism have instead been pathetically weak. This is actually dramatic fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28 are known as the blessings and curses chapters. Leviticus 26 actually includes a lot of alarming details that apply directly to today. Notice here in Leviticus 26, starting in verse 14, God says, But if you will not hearken unto me, and will not do all these commandments, and if you shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that you will not do all my commandments, but that you break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror. That's Leviticus 26, verses 14 through the first part of verse 16. Terror. Terrorism has really become commonplace all over the world pretty much every day in the last probably four or five decades, maybe. Before that, it really wasn't too much of an issue. But this is a real problem. The heart of it is in the religion of Islam, where any form of violence is acceptable to the typical Muslim. Now, this is not <laughs> hateful speech. This is a fact. Anyone who thinks that Islam is the religion of peace ought to simply take a look at their book. The Quran is not a peaceful book. It actively encourages violence. Should we really be surprised that practically every day, a Muslim somewhere in the world is killing somebody else in the name of Allah? That's exactly what their book tells them to do. That is the reality of the situation. And here in Leviticus 26, all of this is prophesied to be a curse on our nations. The modern descendants of ancient Israel, America, Britain, 
the Jews. You can prove that in our free book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, available to you at thetrumpet.com. These nations today are cursed with terrorism. And it was prophesied in Leviticus 26. Notice as well, another stunning prophecy here in Leviticus 26 to our nations today. God says, I will break the pride of your power. That's verse 19. We have many times over the necessary power to stop Iran. But we should have done it back in 1979. In the King of the South booklet, which you can get for free at thetrumpet.com, on page nine, Mr. Fleury writes, History teaches us some powerful lessons, especially about our future, if we are willing to learn. Then he talks about Shah Mohammad Reza Pahlavi of Iran and how the Shah led Iran, or really Persia, starting in 1941. The Shah was a strong ally of America, but then in 1979, he was overthrown. Ayatollah Ruola Khomeini overthrew the Shah in the Iranian Revolution in 1979. The Ayatollah supported the hostage crisis where 52 Americans were in captivity for 444 days. And basically until Ronald Reagan was elected as the United States president. And all of a sudden the terrorists realized here is a strong leader who's going to confront us. So we better let the hostages go. But we have to realize it wasn't until 1979 that Iran became a terrorist threat. In the years since, they have become the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the entire world. In fact, Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini was also behind the assassination of Egyptian President Anwar Sadat in 1981. And that assassination really was a turning point in Middle East history as the late Herbert W. Armstrong said. Anwar Sadat, the Egyptian president, was trying to make peace with the Jews. This was a good faith effort. Perhaps the last good faith effort by the Muslim world to make peace with the Jews. But the Ayatollah did not want this. The terrorists, obviously, did not want peace with the Jews. And so the Ayatollah of Iran supported the assassination of Anwar Sadat. Page 10, Mr. Fleury writes, America and the world allowed this evil power to flourish in the Middle East. Now terrorism is rampant around the world. America didn't have the will to stop such state-sponsored madness when it would have been relatively easy to do so. 
America has blood on its hands. We could have smothered the growth of Islamic terrorism in the cradle if we simply had any pride in our national power. But again, as it says in Leviticus 26, verse 19, God has broken the pride of our power because of our sins, because we have rejected him, because we are becoming increasingly lawless as a nation, and even in our individual lives, turning away from God, living however we please, even if we choose to sin in horrible ways. So God is disgusted by that. Sin is an abomination to God, and he curses for sin, including through terrorism and by breaking the pride of our power, just like it was prophesied thousands of years ago in Leviticus 26. Page 11 of the King of the South, Mr. Fleury writes, Because of America's weakness, the Middle East began to look to the king of terror for leadership. It all happened because of American, British, and Israeli cowardice. Our weakness could prove to be the most catastrophic foreign policy disaster of the 20th century. The most catastrophic foreign policy disaster of the 20th century. People every day are dying thanks to radical Islamic terrorism. And it's our fault because we should have confronted this problem way back in 1979 when Iran was turned into an Islamic theocracy, an enemy of America and the West, dedicated to the destruction of our nations. We could have stopped them right at the beginning if we wanted to. Page 11 again of the King of the South. After Khomeini's death in 1989, his successor, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, has ruled ever since. And he oversaw the intensification of Iran's international network of terrorism. And as Mr. Fleury explains, back in the 1990s, we had a real chance to fight against this expanding terrorist network once again. We knew way back then that Iran was sponsoring terrorism around the world. But we did nothing to stop it. Page 12, Mr. Fleury writes, it is not enough to destroy the branches of terrorism. To deal with the problem, America should have pulled the terrorist tree up by its roots. That would be Iran. Yet rather than confronting Iran, America actually asked Iran for help in its war on terrorism. Can you believe that? <laughs> After the 9-11 attacks in 2001, killing over 3,000 Americans... America actually asked Iran for help. 
we decided to send troops into Iraq and Afghanistan and fight and spend our strength in vain over there. But we never confronted Iran, the real head of the terrorist snake, the real trunk of the terrorist tree, you could also say. And that's what was prophesied in Leviticus 26, verse 20. God says, your strength shall be spent in vain. Like I just said, we poured billions of dollars into those wars in Iraq and Afghanistan only to decisively lose both wars. Look at those nations today. Afghanistan has been overrun by terrorists. And as we scampered out of the country, leaving behind American citizens and faithful allies, the Taliban took over. They took over billions of dollars of our equipment as well, military equipment, basically making them a formidable army thanks to our supplies that they that they seized in Afghanistan. Meanwhile, Iraq is basically a puppet state under the complete control of Iran. So all those lives lost in the war on terrorism, and we have absolutely nothing to show for it. And even the war on terrorism is a ridiculous term. So we're fighting against an idea. We're fighting against a concept of terrorism. Well, which nation is that? If we're a nation, we have to be fighting against another nation or another specific group of people. But instead, we labeled it the war on terrorism. Well, what kind of terrorism is it? What radical homicidal religion is inspiring the terrorism? If we can't even label the war correctly, of course, we're not going to win it. Today, Iranian influence is extending all throughout the Middle East, all along the Mediterranean Sea, all the way into North Africa. And these terrorists are assassinating leaders in many countries and installing their own leaders. They're destroying nations. And it's all thanks to us. It's our fault what's happening in the Gaza Strip with the Hamas attack on the Jews. We could have stopped Iranian support of the Palestinians a long time ago. Instead, we keep on sending them millions of dollars. I saw a video the other day of a massive truck full of humanitarian aid to the Palestinians. And it was driving down the street and Hamas terrorists were sitting on top of the truck with their guns. They hijacked the humanitarian aid meant for their own people. So anytime we send money into the Gaza Strip or send any supplies there, it's going straight to the terrorists. Donald Trump understood that. 
He cut off funding to the Gaza Strip. But Joe Biden, led by Barack Obama, restored that funding. And sure enough, it is strengthening the terrorists who are backed by Iran. Page 14 of the King of the South. The only way to win such a war is to deal with the main source of the terrorism or cut off the head of the terrorist snake. But neither the U.S. nor Israel has the will to tackle Iran. Our people are too weak and lack the will to fight and win a real war. Mr. Armstrong said over four decades ago that America has won its last war. He saw then that the pride in our military power had been broken. Isn't that incredible? Mr. Armstrong said that not long after World War II, where America definitively crushed the Nazis and Imperial Japan. That was a decisive victory. And yet what has happened in the years since? Have we had a real victory since 1945? Could you really say that we have been successful in Korea or Vietnam? Communists made huge gains in both places and really humiliated America in both places. What about places like Somalia or Iraq and Afghanistan like I talked about? Where are the victories? Well, they will not come anymore. We won't experience any more victories because the pride in our military power is gone. Just like it says in Leviticus 26. There are some really sobering news stories just from the last month over at thetrumpet.com just reinforcing the fact that Iran is a plague on our nations today. From November 15th, this story says, Iran linked to shooting a far-right Spanish politician. So Iran's influence extends way over to Spain. And they're trying to assassinate leaders way over in the far west of Europe thousands of miles away. Another article here from November 15th as well at thetrumpet.com. Terrorist attack in Canada, very likely. Mr. Abraham Blondeau writes, Canada has a long history of allowing terrorist support organizations to operate. And he says how the pro-Palestinian protests have revealed a large number of Canadians support Hamas. There have been almost daily protests in Montreal. Adil Charkawi, an imam in the city, led a chant to kill them all. So Canada has fallen to radical Islam, to Iranian terror networks. Another article from thetrumpet.com, December 1st. Hamas leader, October 7th was just a rehearsal. That's what the Hamas leader, Yahya Sinwar, said 
October 7th, the Hamas massacre of at least 1,200 Jews was just a rehearsal. And it's going to keep happening over and over and over again. Iran has no fear of infiltrating Western nations, of funding terror attacks around the world because they know no one is willing to stop them, at least not yet. Another article from thetrumpet.com, Network of Iranian Agents Exposed in Canada. This is from December 7th. Mr. Abraham Blondeau writes how more than 700 agents of the Iranian regime are living in Canada as permanent or temporary residents. Iran, the largest state sponsor of terrorism, is ideologically committed to the destruction of the West, yet it is free to act with impunity in Canada. Basically, Iran is making it extremely unsafe for Iranian dissidents to escape to freedom in Canada. They follow the dissidents to Canada and they put their lives in danger way over across the Atlantic Ocean. And the Canadian government just allows it to happen. The former Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps commander, Morteza Talay actually lives in Canada. And he is able to just go to the gym in Toronto and work out like a regular citizen. He received a visa to go right into Canada. What kind of leadership afflicts our nations today? Silly leadership allowing these mortal enemies to walk right into our countries. Mr. Blondeau writes about how wealthy Iranians are retiring to Canada after stealing millions or billions of dollars from the Iranian people. What a travesty. Prophecy is coming absolutely true. We are experiencing a crisis of leadership, a complete lack of willingness to fight against radical Islam led by Iran. And therefore, we are in grave danger. Continuing here in Leviticus 26, verse 36 says that God will send a faintness into our hearts. So don't we have a lot of reason to fear today when it comes to terrorists living in our midst, walking over the border legally or illegally? without being stopped, just flooding into our nations by the millions, especially in Europe, well, that's going to make us afraid of our own shadow. The everyday person really does have a lot to fear. Verse 38 says, the land of your enemies shall eat you up. Well, we're letting the enemies live in our land. And they are ready to eat us up. Notice over in Deuteronomy 28, the other blessings and curses chapter. Verse 43 says, The stranger that is within you shall get up above you very high, and you shall come down very low. Isn't that right? Who is really in charge today? 
Who really has the power in our nations today? Because of political correctness, we have allowed Islamic extremists into our nations. There are 4 million in England out of a nation of 66 million, I believe. And, I mean, cities all over England have Muslim mayors. How can a nation survive this kind of attack from within? It is a clash of civilizations. You can learn all about that at thetrumpet.com in our trends section. We are experiencing a real clash of civilizations. And Daniel 11 reveals who will finally stand up and confront Iran. A German-led United States of Europe. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.